Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Bank of Canada raised its overnight rate by 25 basis points to 4.75%. Uh, today, uh, the central bank's key interest rate has not been this high, get this, since April of 2001. That's 22 uh, years ago. Now, the central bank says the, the demand in the economy has rebounded with uh, with surprisingly strong customer spending. Housing market activity has picked up again, and the Canadian labour market remains tight. So for a variety of reasons, uh, they decided to hike rates. Now, today, Prime Minister Trudeau says the Bank of Canada is doing the right thing by bringing down inflation. That's one of the reasons why um, it raised its overnight rate by 25 basis points. Take a listen. The Bank of Canada is acting to bring down interest, uh, bring down uh, inflation, and it's working. Our inflation is coming down. At the same time, our job as a government is to be there to support Canadians, to be there with supports for families, be there with supports for kids who need dental care, would be there for supports for Canadians who are struggling right now. Now, Prime Minister Trudeau's comments uh, came uh, as the opposition aggressively challenged the government's uh, economic economic policy. Uh, the uh, Conservative Party leader, uh, Pierre Polyev, says the Bank of Canada is only acting and doing what it's doing because of uh, incredibly strong federal government spending, too much spending uh, and not enough saving. Take a listen. Interest rates are now 19 times higher than they were a year ago. The governor of the Bank of Canada, the former Liberal Finance Minister, countless other experts agreed that the Prime Minister's deficits are ballooning inflation and therefore interest rates. So there is, of course, a political uh, conversation in and around uh, the, the increase today. But what's this mean to you, uh, to your family finances? And perhaps you have a mortgage or a variable rate mortgage, or maybe you're going to renew very soon. Well, joining me now to talk about today's uh, hike of 25 basis points is Ron Butler. He is a mortgage broker at Butler Mortgages. Ron, thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. So, uh, was this rate hike a surprise for you? It was a surprise. Uh, 21 out of 23 economists surveyed last week believed there would be no change, and obviously there has been a change. Um, uh, it's, it's, it came a bit out of left field. It was not telegraphed, uh, but it's happened, and here we are. What's this mean in your mind uh, for the average consumer, somebody uh, in the midst of a, uh, with a mortgage, perhaps heading into a renewal, uh, how much of an impact this, do you think this is going to have on the average person's um, uh, pocketbook? This is definitely impactful because it has a twofold effect. Obviously, uh, Bank of Canada has raised their rate by a uh, quarter percent. Every commercial bank in Canada, by the end of the day tomorrow, will have raised their prime rate by a quarter percent. This means that every variable rate mortgage in Canada will go up a quarter percent. Every uh, home equity line of credit will go up a quarter percent, and some of these rates are becoming very high. The new bank, of, the new bank prime in Canada is 6.95, with uh, equity lines on your house in the mid sevens now. Like this is if, just just a year ago, they were 2.95, so that's 
just an incredible jump. Uh, and the effect on fixed rates is actually potentially worse. We have seen two-year, three-year, four-year, five-year fixed rates increase over the last two and a half weeks. Having some kind of anticipation of what might be going on, they've gone up nearly uh, half of 1%. Some of them have gone up as much as three-quarters of 1%. And now this morning, they've all jumped. They, by, by the end of next week, with the bond yield increase that we're seeing, Right now, on my screen, uh, five-year bond yields up nearly 7% just on today's news. That will result in another significant increase in fixed rates. We'll probably see from the low mark of about a month ago to next week, we'll probably see a 1% increase in all types of fixed rates, two-year, one-year, three-year, five-year all fixed rates up probably 1% by the end of next week. Uh, when I heard the news this morning, um, you know, we had a, had a, a there was a medium-sized uh, developer in Richmond who walked away from a condo development. It was in the news here uh, just last week. The money was returned to, uh, to those who had pre, pre-purchased the condos. Uh, they were in the, about to start construction, but these rates just basically took the whole business plan for this condo development and just turned it upside down. I was talking to a major developer last week at a housing symposium. The amount of um, developers who have purchased land in the midst of putting the project together have now just want to sell the projects uh, to bigger developers because the math just doesn't work in regards to developing right now. I mean, this uh, when, I, when I look at this, I could never mind just uh, consumers, developers themselves, Nobody wants to do anything right now just because it, everything is so volatile because potentially there could be more increases coming. I talked to an executive at a big five bank just a month ago. He advised me that within that bank in the previous rolling 12 months, they had not done one single develop, land development loan in 12 months. So everything you're saying is absolutely factual we are watching um, new home starts of all types, multifamily, you name it, all types slowing from the year 2021. Less starts last year in 22. There'll be fewer starts again this year. And that's on top of a million new Canadians coming to the country last year and potentially maybe another million this year. Uh, so yeah, this is, this is about as serious as it gets. When uh, politicians use the word housing crisis, it may not mean too much to them because they're not having a crisis, but it actually is the right words to use because if we're seeing reduced housing starts, no development lending, and more immigration, it's just math and it's all bad. Uh, yeah, we're speaking to um, the president of the independent contractors uh, uh, right after this conversation. And, uh, you know, we're, uh, there's a talk of the RBC report that came out last month talking about, you know, we need over 800,000 homes in Canada per year to be built every year until 2030, just to keep up with the growth that you're talking about. But our housing starts peaked in 1972, I think it was, with uh, just over 200. That was housing starts per capita, yes. Yeah. Housing starts per capita peaked in 1972. They're down 50% again per capita. The country's grown enormously in 50 years. But per capita, they have dropped 50%. Housing starts are down 50% from the peak per capita year in 1972. So there's almost like there's two crises here. Number one, uh, those that uh, perhaps borrowed a lot, uh, not expecting the increases that we're seeing. So there is an immediate crisis, which is, can I uh, keep paying my mortgage? 
Uh, and then there's the second issue. If developers aren't building because their business model is not completely blown up, dealing with future growth, by future I mean two years from now, five years from now, the housing isn't going to be there. Um, yeah. I mean, the word crisis is appropriate because it's, it's like you're sleepwalking into a disaster. All levels of government talk about housing. They talk about affordability. They talk about increased housing. And here we are, still nothing happening. L reduced starts, uh, development at a standstill. Uh, what in the world is going to happen in three years? We need all levels, and, and of course, the, the constant refrain that, well, the federal government's in charge of immigration, and the provinces are in charge of housing. Well, at this moment in time, we have to talk about a desperate coming together of these two entities. Someone has to do something and do it soon, because without attention to the housing in Canada, we're all going to have more problems. I mean, sure, people who have got paid for houses in Shaughnessy are probably fine, but the rest of Canada, the young people of Canada, the new immigrants coming to Canada, this is a legitimate crisis that must be addressed. And this is speculation, of course, but what do you think Tiff Macklem uh, is actually seeing to say, you know, we're going to raise rates? What do you think he's looking at? Well, in some ways, Tiff Macklem is blameless. Uh, what he, he has good insight into the exact positioning of inflation. He sees in all likelihood that the next report we, we see is probably not going to be that promising. He understands that the economy continues to grow. He understands that there is really no job loss in this country of any kind. There's just, just, just job growth. And this tells him that unless he can find something to radically slow the economy, that inflation will continue. And he just has one job, one job, keep inflation down. So if you only have one job, every, you're, you're the hammer and everything looks like a nail. So you have to take actions that you can to get that one job complete and get inflation down. So the really concerning thing to my mind is this may not be the last increase. There may be more increases late in the summer, early fall. And that is truly worrisome for so many Canadians. Mm -hmm. A final question to you. If someone uh, has to renew their mortgage or is carrying a significant amount of debt, um, and they came to you for advice, what would you tell them today? We're telling everybody the same thing, uh, that today, uh, you should, if your mortgage is coming up for renewal, do not take a variable mortgage under any circumstances. Pay attention to the lowest possible rate that's available on a two- or three-year fixed-rate mortgage. Uh, give yourself some security, but don't go long, because sometime in the next two years, rates will fall. They just have to. The economy is a cycle after all. And once those rates start to fall, you don't want to have another three years left on your mortgage at, higher, at a higher rate. So two-year, three-year fixed rates, shop as hard as you possibly can to find the best possible deal. And also, turn to lenders to see if you can get or, uh, amortization increased to the maximum of 30 years, and that might help you with your payment. So there are strategies. Seek out mortgage professionals who can give you good advice, and there are some strategies that will help. Nothing is, is going to solve this really difficult rate environment we're in right now, but you can get help, and there are some strategies. Ron, thanks for your time today, my friend. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it.